Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you in studio alongside me, my assistant, my helper, my lifetime friend, Tony Wink. Tony, how are you? Pretty well, thank you. Across the way from you in our palatial studios here at the iHeart Studios is P.J. Duran. We start the week off. P.J., you obviously you've had a busy week. We've had some cold snaps here in the Midwest, but uh, nonetheless, you've been keeping your thumb, as it were, on all the breaking news from the world of uh, Superbike and others. Go ahead. Yep. Upcoming, the big news is MotoGP season's about to kick off with round one in uh, Qatar, the uh, Arab Emirates, and we also have... We are 11 days out from the Daytona 200. That's big news for everybody who's a fan of uh, road racing here in America, and which means only nine days out till our AFT series kicks off uh, with their race. Well, they're not kicking off, but they're having a race in Daytona. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a race, by the way. How many years is it now, Tony? I mean, the Daytona 200 is the kickoff, if you will, and it just goes on and on and on. So many great racers make it a point to include this in their if um, in their their calendar of events over their career. Uh, have you ever been tempted to race the two hundred? <laughs> no. Were uh, you going to race? That's, you, know. you know, that's a subjective uh, statement you just made. Whether or not it is the kickoff, because you it know, is it's, for me. It's. It, it definitely is the kickoff of road racing in the United States for the season. season absolutely. And but, it used to be the proper AMA kickoff, unfortunately, as we know. Not anymore. But I don't see that that's all bad. I think it has its place in uh, American road racing. I just don't know that it has its place in um, Moto America. So I don't I don't have a problem with it, honestly. I think it's and it's and it's fun. It's, it's a, one, a one-off. It's a one-off that we – and that's what it should be because it's definitely not a sprint race like, like the, the other races that – uh, Moto America handles so it's uh, I think it's cool there's been a lot of stuff going on this weekend well before we get to it I will tell you this that uh, drivers who switch to Allstate save an average of 356 bucks a year Tony always looking to save money let's go to the results as you know them from the weekend nice plug all right so we had in the uh, Atlanta Supercross huge crowd 250 Supercross showdown results include Adam C. and Cirillo coming out on top. Nice. Dylan Ferrandis was second, Austin Forkner. So this is an east-west thing. Forkner has won and led, I think, almost every, every lap. And he got within, every hole shot. He everything. has done everything. Until this weekend. And, until and, he had to run against the West. Yep, he did. Uh, Cooper, who was it? it he he he. It did end up finishing first in the heat race, but it uh, he had to definitely work for it. And then um, it was pretty good racing for them guys. I'm not too stoked on the track. 
Um, the, the corners were really rutted and, and the sand, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, I've said this before of having the sand sections in supercross because, you know, like this weekend they come in and, and pretty much if you're, there was, it was one lined and if you are behind a guy, you basically had to back off because you're getting blasted and, and, you know, the sand's blowing up in your face. So I don't think it made for good racing, but we did see some pretty good racing. It was interesting to see the East West thing. And then in the 450, Cooper Webb is just on fire. He, he, he finishes first with Baggett and what, Muskin. Any so. surprise there for you? It's an all KTM, all uh, KTM podium, and that's pretty cool. It's starting to look like Cooper's title to lose. I mean, if you look at the results, he's got four or five wins versus Tomax, the only other guy with wins. Yeah, oh, but wow. I, I mean, it's it's early. It's, it's mid season, and there's a tight group. I I concur. I think that that it's Cooper Webb's race or, or series to lose. So I'm I'm excited. I'm headed down to Daytona on Thursday. I fly out for the for the Supercross and. And uh, I'm actually going to go race the GNCC on Sunday. So I'll be in Dallas. Are we on the same flight from Des Moines to Dallas, or are you skipping out going to Atlanta first? I'm flying that direct flight, bub. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the cheap flights with no no cushion. You got um, it. Austin Forkner, I want to talk about him just a little bit out of Richards, Missouri. Currently number one in the standings with 99 points, three season victories. Is this the future of 250? Is Are we seeing the emergence of a 450 star? Not yet, but he is definitely the the man. I think I I, I know Cian Cirillo, his teammate, beat him this weekend. But um, I think that uh, yeah, if Mitch Payton's going to win a championship this year. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I mean, finally he's going to be fun in Vegas. I mean, they yes. it is totally teed up for yes that it's going to be a, a knuckle fight. Forty one points separate the two. By the way, forty one points. So you got an East uh, leader. In, in points, and then you have a West leader in points. Yeah. And that's where the shootout becomes important, right? Yeah, Forkner is on fire, too. He's doing really good. And and I, I want to touch on one thing, and I want to get to Bice because he's on hold, but uh, Harley-Davidson bought Stasic. You know, my daughter has, has been riding. We went down to Ponca City for a, a race for a Loretta's uh, deal qualifier last weekend, and my kid just rode her Stasic around until the thing was dead. <laughs> Harley bought this thing, and, and I see online – all I see is negative comments about Harley buying this thing, but I really think it's it's smart. It's and I, very smart. I think it's good to get people. We got to get kids. The, I'll tell you this: the 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 major four or five it is now. Honda, manu- Kawasaki, KTM, Suzuki. Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. The, those dealers I don't see are being proactive in a lot of cases. I don't know the Harley dealers are either, but it definitely gets that mini bike in front of. Harley, a different audience. A, a new audience. And and Harley's this tag teams nicely with their recent release of their Livewire road bike. They are going all in on electric. They are clearly showing their hand. They want to be the leader in the electric motorcycle. The thing is, is the Harley gr- group is getting old, and they're not riding like they they're, are. You, and, in other words, they're aging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I'm the young guy in the group and I'm 41, we got problems. I don't know? want to ride so, some dad road 30 years ago. All right, let's get to our guest. Can let's we? go to our very first guest of the program. <laughs> and you are listening to an Evergreen Podcast production of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, PJ Duran in studio, along with our, uh, our pal Tony Wink. Our producers on this very program include Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Our contributors include Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. Our first guest, Tony, is a young man that, uh, well, we respect the heck out of him. And both of us, by the way, had him in our phones when we needed him the most. <laughs> Sean Bice joins us. Sean, how are you? 
Hey, I'm doing great, especially getting on with you guys. It, may, it, it rocks my world. So. Really? Glad to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, sadly, we're out of time, so <laughs> you... Uh... That's all I needed. I just needed to hear what you guys were talking about, and I'm feeling good. We got nothing. <laughs> Welcome back, man. It's been a while. Thank you. Yeah, it has been a little bit, yeah. You're known as, known as the Moto America Storyteller, and that all by itself... Um, and and if we, if we talk to like we talked to Chris last week, right, and John, his dad, those are guys that can tell some serious stories. But you, there's a bit of, um, I want to say, a bit of romance uh, that that pair that up with the passion you have uh, for storytelling within Moto America. I think that works not just for me, but a whole lot of folks. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I think it's probably not necessarily story. Well, it's storyteller, but it's story repeater. You're right. Uh, the Ulrichs have some great stories, and I listen to them, and I write them down and share them with other people. That's kind of the way I do it. But creating my own stories, not not so much, but I, I definitely love to ask questions and find out what everybody else is all about. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's, this is it. It's, it's This is fire in the belly time for me. I mean, mm. I uh, I had a long career in advertising, and I used to write about brands, and, you know, I believed in them. I, I have to believe in stuff to write about them, but, man, I finally landed on something that I just care about more than, you know, almost life itself. I just, it's just fantastic. I, I really am having a good time. So, um, it's been terrific. And this season is shaping up to be a, a an absolute cracker, Sean. We've got some some guys on new uh, new machines. The you know guys have moved away from teams. Uh, some new talent has come into the series. I, what's the most compelling part of uh, the upcoming year for you? You know, I think probably all of that is terrific. Uh, I think the big thing is this recent news that we finally announced our TV packages, which um, I still don't know how Richard Barner, one of the partners, and Chuck Axland, who had a lot to do with it, put this together to have racing, our Moto America racing on essentially two competing networks, on Fox Sports 2 and on NBC Sports Network. Now, the product's a little different on each of those, and to have a streaming package, too, which which I really think is kind of the wave of the future. I'm sure you guys feel that way, too, with a lot of people cutting the cord. But there really is no excuse for people to, you know, not be able to see Moto America. And hopefully it's going to uh, introduce the sport and, and our particular version of the sport to a lot of new new people. We're hoping for that. For I, think sure. what, so. I think what we're seeing, though, is the need for product, right? Um, and, and then we're talking about televised product on all the different platforms and it's a little thin out there in some instances but i think that makes well i think the door is wide open for all disciplines within motorcycling yeah we, it was tricky for us with being sports i mean they were a great partner and we we really lamented not being able to continue with them especially because you know we we, we had the buy-in with with world uh, superbike and moto gp and it was kind of cool to have one location for it but the thing is moto gp and world superbike deal with uh TV broadcast partners all over the world, and you know, being sports is only one part of that. Right. Whereas for Moto America, being sports was critical uh, in in our country, obviously. So we kind of had to go a different direction. And we have, you know, we we've had mostly positive comments. There have been a couple of people, surprisingly, that have said, "Oh, just when I finally figured out you're on being sports, you're not on there anymore." And I, it surprises me a little bit because. I don't know. You'd think they'd want to be on something that's a little bit more more known, like like Fox and NBC for sure. And then, you know, it's a pretty affordable deal on the streaming option as well. Um, the so. the adage uh, "you cannot please everyone all the time" uh, applies <laughs> very clearly well. to those people who, because uh, quite frankly, yeah, I'm I'm disheartened uh, by the 
the turn of events with being myself as a customer who loved yeah. having everything in one spot. Your your yeah. point is valid. It was wonderful. It's not working out that way for everybody. And, and yeah, uh, our hats are off to the entire uh, Moto America crew for what they've done to get such a great and robust package together. It can only help the teams, I have to imagine, in their marketing endeavors. But what we're hearing, and I think, I think this is probably more true than not it's just frustration in that they finally figured it out now we move it's like when you say i got you know my job is to make ends meet and then finally somebody moves the rope well in this case you know we did what we had to do when we needed to do it now we have a better package and we should be able to satisfy that many more and draw that many more fans back into the sport agree or disagree sean i totally agree and you know one of the cool things is is on the surface it's like wait how can you have how can you have racing on two different networks? Well, the product is actually going to be different. And I, I spent about an hour on the phone with uh, Dylan Gray today, who I'm sure you guys know sure. had a lot of involvement with MotoGP with After the Flag and the stuff he's done. And we, we kind of talked about what he's planning to do with that hour-long show on uh, on uh, NBC Sports Network. And it's, it's obviously a little different than what's going to be on Fox Sports 2, which will be the coverage of the race. The, his hour-long program is going to probably break down the race and also have a lot of uh, kind of paddock life and really make it feel like it's, without being at the track, the next best thing to being there. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get people to say, boy, i got to go to a race because that looks like a lot of fun. So um, it's kind of cool that it's uh, some different products depending on where you... Well, we're seeing that in football. We're seeing it in baseball. I mean, yeah. it, 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 no longer can one network truly afford... Uh, to to own a an entire football season, we saw that with Fox. ESPN lost money last year, scheduled to lose millions of dollars this year because they're overbuying, they're overpaying for a limited product, and and I think we're probably going to see you know racing catch up to where it needs to be, but at some point there there will be you know diminishing return. We have to be we have to be cognizant about that. It costs money to put guys with cameras on tracks. Right, exactly. You know, and the other part of it, too, I mean, you guys touched on it with what Harley-Davidson's doing with that little electric bike, which is pretty cool for them. Um, you know, we, we have Liquid Molly Junior Cup, which, you know, we're, we're trying to introduce a younger generation to the sport. And, you know, Wayne's always said, you know, he raced from a young age, Wayne Rainey, but, he, man, if he had something like that when he was a kid, you know, it would have been <laughs> something for him. So there's a lot more opportunity now, even than there was. You know, we touched on it a little bit when we had that the Rookies Cup, the U.S. Right. Rookies Cup uh, years ago, the JD and those guys did. But now that Liquid Molly is, is terrific, and we get, you know, riders that the minute they get of age to come in there, you know, they, they're chomping at the bit to do it. So um, we're pretty happy about that. Easier to sneak it out of the garage, too, without waking the parents on a Sunday morning. Because. <laughs> oh, you mean an electric bike? Yeah, I'm just saying. If, I mean, do you remember? Fortunately, Ro children can't tune into us because, yes, you're giving away the farm there. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. Do you remember going all the way down at the end of the block before you kickstarted that bad boy? And blah, blah, blah. Yep. Okay. Our guest, Sean Bice, we go back to Tony Wing. Tony, this is a, a unique opportunity. I think one of those bellwether years, too, for not only Motor America, but motorcycle racing and coverage on television. I hope so. And, and Sean, you've you've got a story to tell, and, and you paint the picture for a lot of the fans. Um, talk about uh, Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. I think that's... That's uh <laughs> Why I have to do my monthly laugh when I'm listening. <laughs> uh it's it's an interesting it's an interesting combination, let me put it that way. Paul and I are 
quite different from each other, but, you know, I think a lot of them, and I respect him a lot for his years in uh, working at Cycle News, but we're definitely two different characters, and, uh, I, you know, I just have to be me, and he just has to be him, but um, it, it's the cool thing I like about it is we completely focus on Moto America, so, you know, we don't get off on any other tangents about racing, although, you know, we, we could, but obviously we're trying to promote our series, so, uh, you know, we have a good time with it. I don't know if you guys have listened, but... Um, you know, we have fun, that's for sure. Um, it's, it's been it's been enjoyable. And we get to do pretty in-depth uh, interviews with, with riders. Uh, we did, you know, one of my favorites, of course, was the one we did with Wayne. Um, we've been trying to get him on for <laughs> since the beginning, and it took 17 of them before. He, he doesn't like decided. to do them, dude. I mean, have you noticed <laughs> no. that? The one guy yeah. we need to talk is the least likely to get on. I agree with you. And the thing is, the guy doesn't have to say too much. He could be reading the phone book, and everybody wants to listen to him. We'd all hang on every word be like, oh, he's in the ills. It's amazing. Hey, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you guys about real quick, if I could, you mentioned about Daytona, and I did want to say, you know, um, I appreciate the fact that you guys pointed out the fact that, you know, it obviously isn't the start of the Moto America season. But, you know, we definitely embrace that that race. I mean, especially this year, my gosh, we've got so many Moto America riders that are going to compete in that right. thing that it's really going to be fun. It's almost like a, a preseason test for some of these guys since we're not doing a preseason test this year. Obviously, they're on 600s and not superbikes, but it's still going to be really cool to see all those guys out there. It is, and the, and the lineup is... It's hard to be a motorcycle fan, a uh, road racing fan in America, and not be a fan of this particular year, this version. I mean, every year it has been good. Um, as a, a real fan, I can say right after it, it left Moto America, it looked a little lost for the first year or two after that. They've right. completely gathered it up and made it a real event that guys want to, first of all, racers want to race in. They've made it a, a reason to go. There's enough money out there that really fast guys want to get off the bench and go ride. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have my eyes glued to that. It's weird because the Indy, uh, Indianapolis Supercross is that weekend, and that's the closest Supercross to me. So I uh, I may go to that, but I also might might have to try to be on Fans Choice TV while I'm over there if I do do, do both. But um, uh, yeah, we're, we're all looking forward to it. So yeah, we definitely embrace that at Moto America. We don't you know, we consider that it's, you know, it's part of American road racing, and it's so iconic that, uh, you know, you can't help but love it. So, it's Who's your bet? Yeah. Got any guesses oh, oh. who's going to win? Well, I think you guys probably know who my sentimental favorite is. I wrote a little story about him. He's a guy I worked with, and I do want him to get his revenge from, I believe it was 2006, with that shiny crankshaft. I know you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Hayes, riding for his wife. Yeah, um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be a pretty stacked team, too, because, you know, you guys probably know that, or, or maybe you don't, but, you know, Chuck Chiquetto's involved in that, and some of the crew from the Westby team are helping out with that. So, um, you know, Ed Sullivan, the crew chief, is, is fantastic and knows Daytona real well, does, you know, goes fast there himself. So they've definitely got some support going for him. But, I mean, there are a lot of guys. I mean, I'm glad Jeff May's coming back and getting involved in it. And, you know, the M4 Suzuki guys are going to be involved. So it's, there's a lot of good ones. But I have to say, Mr. Hayes, I, I want him to continue because, you know, he, he's not retired yet. He'll tell you that. So <laughs> Yeah, he's the fastest and, retired And none guy. of us want to no, no, hear uh, what, it, what happens at home uh, to him Melissa if he doesn't him. do the business. 
I thought Melissa told him that he was retired. Okay. I, I don't think he wants anybody to tell him he's retired. But, uh, <laughs> Certainly not Melissa. <laughs> what, how about the pressure of having her, her as his boss, though? Yeah, that's oh. what I'm saying. It'd be a long year for him if, uh, if it goes bad. So successful <laughs> is she, by the way. I remember. Do you remember when she came out and we did the what, Tony? What was the fundraising effort we did with uh, with her? I think just to go racing or something. Go fund me. Yeah, yeah. go fund me deal to. Yeah. to and I thought that was pretty it. cool. It, what it did, absolutely. All right, Sean, up against the clock. Uh, people you want to thank besides Paul Crothers? Paul, well, I want to thank you guys for having me on. I, I love it. You guys are the best. Um, and and. And uh, also, uh, you're, you're getting me in, you're getting me interested in a little bit of wrestling. I'm following your Twitter handle. I'm like, what are these guys in these suits? They're all sweaty. But I guess I don't know. I only pay attention because you. So. That's all, Scott. That ain't us. That's oh, I know the successful guy in the studio. Yeah, we don't want to get too close to him. Anyway, Sean, always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much. You are firmly ensconced in my cell phone now. We will be calling a little more frequently. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Chuck, uh, Paul Carruthers, hard on the shoulder and tell him we said hey. Off track with Carruthers and Bice. Look for it, uh, of course. Sean Bice, the Moto America storyteller, has been our guest. Mike Alessi is scheduled to come on next. I don't know. Do we have him yet, Jack? Yeah, he's confirmed. Is he confirmed? Okay. Yeah. Well, Sean, I, I, apparently Mike Alessi's coming up next. The career that began in 2004. Where is it today? We'll talk, talk to him and tell you more after we get back. Stay tuned. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Mike Lessie. You're Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long Long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Mickey Diamond with Nuclear Cowboys, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the uh, now-famous Evergreen Podcast production system. Look for us online at evergreenpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. You're going to find a lot of different programming, by the way, a lot of lifestyle programming, as well as now some uh, motorcycling news, and we relish that opportunity to be able to talk to each and every one of you through the Evergreen Podcast format. So do take a look, take a listen. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you contact us on the contact us button and we'll be happy to get back to each and every one of you started the program off with sean bice um this our next guest by the way um is a story i think gosh how old tony were they when they were here in the studio seven Mm, eight years old nine no they were older than that i think i don't i don't remember it was well it was 2003 or four so they were obviously older than that because he turned pro and i think that year or the year after Mike, how old were you when you were in the studio? Do you remember when you and your brother visited us here in Des Moines? I believe it was about 14 or 15 years old. It okay. was uh, just getting ready for the Millville, I think, the, the debut that I was having in 04. Wow, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like the 03 season leading up to 04. Well, it was very cool to have you here, and it's always good to talk to you, brother. Welcome back. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate having me on and you know, such short notice, so uh, thank you again. Pretty cool, Mike. You uh, come off the couch, and I'm sure you've been riding and, and everything, but um, Vince Freezy is hurt. Um, Malcolm's hurt. Brayton is racing. I know he's he twisted his ankle or something. Actually, I was yeah. just on the phone with him. He's, he was calling me, and he said, oh, shoot, you're doing a show, so we're going to talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you Scott was doing the opening. But um, So they the, Mike Genova and your dad, Tony Lessie, uh Gave you the call or how'd that all go down? I was pretty stoked to see you, and I was a little nervous for you, to be honest with you, because I haven't seen you ride a Supercross in a while. Well, but man, honest, I was extremely nervous. Like, I had already had arm pump before the gate even dropped. <laughs> the and, you know, I was just so nervous and excited all at the same time. So I saw on Racer X this morning, and they posted it was 707 days from my last Supercross in Detroit. Oh, my goodness. In March of 2017. Wow. So, yeah, it's a long time, but like you said, you know, come right off the couch, and it's been weird because I have been watching the races at night, and I get to be home and enjoying pizza, having some ice cream, and <laughs> now I'm on the TV racing, so it's kind of a little bit weird. But you didn't look fat, I mean, or you uh, get? Did you get fat? 
Ah, come on now. Everybody gets a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Not I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. Tony's lost 44 pounds. 42 pounds. All right. lost 42 pounds. 42. And, 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 and believe me, I needed to. But uh, that's pretty impressive, Mike. You you uh, come off the couch and, and and make the main like that. And I mean, I was telling, I was talking to your dad this this afternoon, and I said, "I'm really proud of him." That's and he goes, "Yeah, it was, you know, because w- what expectations could the team have really of, for a guy that's been retired from Supercross for a couple of years?" Correct. Yep. I mean, uh, I mean, I knew in my back of my mind, like the first goal is like let's just qualify. And then as the weekends go, like this weekend's Daytona, then next weekend we have Indianapolis, and then I have my last round in Seattle. So to me, as long as I'm progressing and getting better each time I'm out on the track for each practice, whether it be a heat race, LCQ, main event, as long as I'm just progressing and getting better and better, that's all I can ask for at the end of the day. And just being smart because my real series starts June 1st in Canada because that's where I'm racing this summer. And... Um, you know, like I didn't really even say, but like I've been riding the motorcycle since November, so I know, I know everything about the team, the motorcycle, the bike, and how it works. So for me, it was pretty turnkey um, to just you know jump right back into the the Supercross, I guess, format in a sense. But it was very unfortunate that Vince Freeze got hurt and and Malcolm Stewart. So you know, when Malcolm got hurt in the second round, um, the team, Mike Genova and my dad. They kind of advised me, like, hey, if we have another injury with one of the two guys that's left, like, you're in. Like, you're the fill-in guy. And I was like, okay, no problem. So at that <laughs> time, I just kind of started riding my Supercross track here in Florida. And it's not, like, real Supercross, but it's, like, kind of like amateur-style Supercross. But I can still get my timing down, the jumping, the cornering, and just kind of keep the fundamentals and the basics still going. And then if something did happen and I got the call, that I was somewhat ready to go. And, I mean, uh I was I got home in California on uh, on Wednesday. I was supposed to do testing on Thursday, but we had a weird freak snow event in in Victorville, which was crazy. So I didn't get to test Thursday. So I rode Friday was my first day of last week. So I rode Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday. And Tuesday was at the Honda track, and then we had to we were going to ride Wednesday, but we couldn't ride Wednesday because we had to ship the suspension Tuesday night to get to Atlanta to ride press on Friday morning. Uh, so basically, I went into the race with three days of riding Supercross and went out there with not much time and qualified for the main event. So when you're in a situation like that and they say, hey, just a heads up, if we have one more in- injury, we're going to call you up. Is that when you're like, do you push the ice cream away or do you just like say oh, no, no more, no, sp- no, no. no sprinkles? So, <laughs> yeah, so no, that, that continued all the way up until like the weekend before <laughs> Vince got hurt because... Like, I'm training for the summertime, so for me, I'm still kind of, in a sense, in the off-season. I don't really start getting into my training until March, which yeah. is right now. And, you know, it's unfortunate that I said, you know, the two guys got hurt. That's just part of racing. Unfortunately, it's a dangerous sport, and you just never know when an injury is going to happen. But for me, I knew I would be somewhat race-ready with the timing and the jumping that I've been doing on my Supercross track. So when the phone call did come in, I was ready to go. We um, here in the studio. Everybody here is is a Mike Alessi fan, and it's pretty cool to see you um, racing uh, again in the U.S. in Supercross. But I have uh, I kind of wish you were doing outdoors here in the United States. And I know that your team doesn't do that, but 
um, you found a home up in, in Canada. You say you're already familiar with the bike. So talk about that, what your situation is team-wise up in Canada and, uh, you know, how that looks for you. And, and can you make money racing in Canada? Is it, is it, uh, it's kind of a short season, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I race June, July, and then by like the first week of August, the season is over up there. So it's a quick eight rounds. Um, not a lot of money. It's not really about the money. It's about the atmosphere and the people up there. and just the, It's just so laid back in Canada, and, like, the tracks are pretty much awesome to, like, race. And, like, the people are just awesome to be around. And then the weather, like, there's nothing better than racing in 65, 70-degree temperatures in the summertime. So that's that in itself is awesome. So um, I'm riding for the GDR uh, Fox uh, Smart Top. Smart Top GDR Fox Racing Team. And uh, I'm bringing my Honda, the Moto Concepts Smart Top Bullfrog Spa's bike up to Canada, and that's what I'm racing. And uh, should be a good summer. I'm going to be teammates with Colton Fasciati, the champion from last year. So I'll have the, uh, the the big number one plate on his bike in my pit. So if I need any extra inspiration to motivation to go win, I just go look over at his bike and say, I want that number plate. And- <laughs> I was going to say, that sucks. That ain't no kind of feather in your cap other than you need to go out and beat that guy right pretty much he's he, the, the guy i need to race for the championship is in my pit so yeah you know i want that one number one plate i basically got, just got to go take it from him so that's what it's going to be all about but you know i got a great group of guys i got a great mechanic nick, nick mccampbell working on my bike and uh you know it's going to be a fun summer driving the motorhome taking my wife and my little baby girl um so how old your kid I'm super, super excited for this summer how old your girl mike I just turned eight uh, eight months uh, on Tuesday, so yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, it's going to be interesting traveling around <laughs> this summer with a one year old <laughs> in a motorhome, traveling across the the Canadian countryside. So I don't know. I've uh, had to travel with Tony a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that one night, Scott. <laughs> Man, can I just let, why you keep bringing up old stuff? Just it's not. It. <laughs> it's not old. It, my the internals of my just nose. Just leave are it alone. Still, just be still, done with it. They're dead. Just be done with it. They're dead. It's material <laughs> I can never get back. Michael Lessie's our guest, part of the Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Moto Concepts team, uh, teammates with another friend of ours, Justin Brayton. Um, you guys have good equipment, Mike. I know. Uh, Very good equipment. I got to stop you right there. The bikes are as good or better than any factory bike on the track this year, by far, 100%. And they look way better than they did last year. The bikes look great. They sound great. They're performing great. I mean, you just look at Justin Brayton. He's a great rider. He's able to go out there and win Daytona last year, and, and that's the gnarliest track of the season. And he goes out there and just wins it. Like, it, you know, that doesn't just happen. And, uh, well, we were huge. we were all holding our breath, you know, him being an Iowa boy and everything. Um you're uh, you, so you're you're finishing the season out. Any race no, you're looking? F- no, no, just four races. Oh, just four races. Okay, just four. So when do you get done? Seattle. So I got Daytona this weekend. I got Indianapolis next weekend, and then we have uh, Seattle. And after that, that'll be pretty much it for me. And then and after that, I go back to like focusing on the motocross because by then it's April first, and that gives me about a six to eight week window to be getting my fitness and training up. Are you based out of Florida then? I am. I, yep. Yes, right on the, the Jacksonville, Hilliard, uh, Florida, Georgia line uh, as you're coming down 95 and you cross over the bridge that crosses into Florida. That's the river. I, I love that band. You still got all the chickens and everything? Got the chickens. Oh, yeah. Got fresh fresh eggs every day. Are they brown? 
They're, they're brown, they're white, they're, they're blue. Do you refrigerate them? Oh, yeah. See, I know oh, yeah. a lot of people that don't do that. They say if you just don't wash the eggs, you can lay them, leave them right on the counter. I know a lot well, of people do. Well, you can. You can, but here's what I do. As soon as they come out, boom, take them, put them in a frying pan, eat breakfast. Exactly. Oh, you're just sitting there exactly. holding your... That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put I mean, a little butter in there. around just like collecting dust. It's like, hey, these things are producing for a reason. I need to eat them. Mike, Scott lives in the city. <laughs> don't let him fool you. He ain't no uh, country boy. chickens in my backyard. Thank you very little. Uh-huh. You have chicken. You don't yes. have... City chickens. We have city chickens. No, you we don't. We have a city rooster as well. You do? Yes. Yes. We've got a couple right. of roosters here, man, and they're mean. Like we uh. have this one named Moonshine. Man, he's a mean, <laughs> well, he's a mean rooster. Why do you have a rooster? I mean, they're only good for eating. Yeah, uh, but then they scare off like any critters exactly. that come around or hawks or anything. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you know, like, so, like puppies? Like will come around or any sort of like predator, and they'll scare them off. I will, you, put so. a, I will put a rooster up against an eagle any day. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think the Eagles got him. Yeah, I think the Eagles. Uh, Scott's back. He's yeah, look at him. Look at Scott. He's backpedaling in his one, head. I'm not backpedaling. If we're talking one eagle against five roosters, oh no! What do they call the the dew claw on a on a uh, on a on a rooster? What do they spurs. call spurs? Spur. The spurs. Okay. Yeah. When that spur and sets in and that eagle's going, hey, wait a second. You know what? I didn't want to be the bird of America. No. Whatever. Anyway, Mike, it's about a minute and a half left. Of uh, our interview with Michael Essie, uh, Mike sponsors. Uh, let's let's list out who you want to thank before we are out of time. Well, like I said, it, I can't give enough uh, credit to Mike Genova for everything he's done, not just for me, but my whole career. And uh, great guy, you know, giving me this opportunity to come race Supercross again. You know, if it's my last time racing Supercross, I you know going to go out and give it a hundred percent. I remember so, when you trashed his motorhome. Do you remember that? Say again? What are you talking about? Well, you're trashing the motorhome. It was all muddy. Who did? Was it was it Mike or Jeff? was it Mike or Jeff? I think it was Mike. It was in Canada. Oh, Regina! Oh, that mm-hmm. was such a huge muddy, floppy <laughs> Regina. Oh my God, that was terrible. I told you, brain cells are still there. You just got to wake them up, Tony. Man, that was a bad mud race. That was probably <laughs> one of the worst mud races I've ever done. So. I even asked I you about it. You said on that one. a little pressure washer. It'll, it'll be good. You just got to open it up and let it air out. We had to get like towed out by a by a tractor and everything because the mud was just so slippery on the the entrance to get to into the to pit. So you couldn't even get out. Well, tell Genova we we said hey, and we'd love to have him on the show soon. Yeah. So, like I said, just want to thank Mike Genova and uh, and Derek Schuster from GDR, the uh, Canadian team owner that I ride for, and obviously Fox Racing and Honda for backing me, being behind me, and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the summer and, and excited to finish off these last three races and have some good results. Best to the family, brother. And uh, if you talk to Jeff, tell him we said, hey, your dad as well. Um, you guys have been fave interviews for us for years. Thank and you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we want to see it continue, Mikey. Good job out of you, bud. Thank you. Me too. Bye-bye. All right, you've heard uh, of Mike the Viking Skirkits. Well, he's coming up next. We're going to be talking about uh, a variety of different things, including, PJ, including the Baja. What? That's what we're talking about, Baja. Yeah. Stick around. There's more around the corner. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, Casper, Wink, and Duran. And our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, we love them. No matter what they get for Christmas, right down at the bottom of it all is the love we share. And it's the love for motorcycle racing. That's what it is. Stick around back after this.
My name is Corey West. I'm an AMA Daytona Sport Bike Racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable fly racing created its evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements evolution 2.0 features the industry's first boa closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort smooth even closure no pressure points and simple one-handed adjustment add to that the evolution 2.0 profit advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. This is Andrew Short, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. By the way, uh, did you get the memo? I got the memo. Uh, PJ, did you get the memo? We're green on St. Patty's Day? No, no, no. Um, Apparently, I have a new position within the company. Mm. Which one? I'm in charge. This one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm in charge of bringing sexy back. (laughs) So That's that's your position, huh? Yeah, in the coming weeks. In that case, we may as well just pull the plug, Jack, (laughs) because it ain't going to (laughs) happen. Sexy is gone and making no signs of a return. Speaking of loincloths. I'm sorry. Uh, most 
Vikings did not wear loincloths. They wore breeches. I don't know what this guy wears, but I saw a video of him, and I think he's a rad dude, and I thought... I think I he's wanna, cool. Yeah, I want to get this guy on the show. Oh, he's actually on the show? Uh-huh. The Viking, Mike Skirkus, joins us. What's going on, man? Hi, Mike. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What is a word that we can all learn on the program uh, that is uh, a Viking word? Ah, uh, a Viking word. Uh, pretty much uh, a phrase would probably Phrase would be good. Better. Yeah, a phrase that never give up, never quit. Never give up. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's something that it kind of goes along the lines. It's kind of an old saying, and it says, Vikings burn the bridges behind them so we can only go forward. Well, you know, I'm going to That's commitment to... right there. Oh, that is com- commitment. And it's perf- they're perfectly good bridges, uh, and yet they go ahead and light them. I'd fire. be a great Viking because I burn a lot of bridges over the years. <laughs> We're not talking about socioeconomic bridges, Tony. We're talking. Oh, I don't think you need to limit them. So our guest, Mike the Viking Skirkus, is uh, a, a Baja 1000, a Baja racer, and he races the Ironman class yeah. and uh, has won it and uh, is um, on another level in, in, on fitness and riding and everything. And uh, the, the Baja 1000 is a 1,000-mile-plus race, I believe. Usually a team effort, right? Usually a team effort. When yeah. we raced it and won the Pro 30 in 2004, 17 pj when you were with us um that was a five rider team i believe yes that's correct so we which was fairly easy honestly i mean we all went to dinner and drinks and the whole bit when we were done it was i was helicoptered from point a to point b and then i got off and you guys continued i thought that was cool of you guys yeah um but but to the the racing that mike does is is a different program and and i think uh just to survive it is is something tremendous, you know, for somebody to be able to do. So, Mike, I wanted to invite you on the show and, and talk about that and, and just how do you get that done? Because that is well. What are, do you have goals? Do you establish goals, fitness goals, things like that? Yeah, I mean, fitness and diet is uh, a part of my my life. It's, it's pretty much a lifestyle. Okay, uh, it's a five six day a week thing, and even on the days I'm not outside uh, or in the gym working out, it's still an active recovery day. I'm still always moving. I'm still always burning the calories. I'm still always clean. Uh, the sacrifices that are made are uh, on another level. I mean, I would love to eat, you know, cheeseburgers, fries, you know, occasional donuts every now and then. But those are good to do what I do. It's just, it's just not. Yeah. But my, let's face it. If you're a professional athlete and that's your goal, that's your, you know, the, the objective, um, not only will you make sacrifices as some would see it, you're going to feed yourself correctly, um, and, and there's a way to prepare meat, there's a way to prepare chicken, et cetera. But, you know, things that can make those things something you actually crave. Yeah, yeah. And then even in social aspects, you know, you're out with friends and stuff, and you're like, oh, hey, Mike, you, wanna, you want some of this, you want some of that? And you literally have to watch your friends eating this food that you would love to indulge in, but you just have to push it away from you because, you know, on that race day, you're going to be thinking in your back of the head, in your head, why you're why you're failing and not why you're not going forward is because of the garbage that you know I right. put my system months ago. No, Tony, you've been what do you, you you've been doing uh, cycling cycle? Is it cycle cross or what is it you're doing? T. I'm just doing spin classes, spin classes, spin there we classes go. and diet. But that's yeah. endurance. You're you're going yeah. for endurance, and it gets hard. It gets very hard. Mike, what are some of the things that you do uh, for cardio? Well, that's great. I mean, I do a spin class once a week. I do hot yoga twice. a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I do alpha class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that consists of higher flips, 
uh, sled mm. pulls, sled pushes, rope climbs, Core work. kettlebells, you know, everything incorporating body function. I don't sit on machines. I don't bench press. People are like, wow, you look in great shape. What do you bench? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I've never benched before. But you can flip I'm a giant tire. Functional training. <laughs> Saw that on a video. You can flip a great big tire. Most quality gyms <laughs> for fighters, especially for my MMA fighters or wrestlers, they will have a big old tire outside the back. of people go, what is that for? Let me tell you. Let me show you what it's for. Right. Oh, buddy. Exactly. Nothing like that on your fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth revolution, right? Right. Well, after you do the tire flip, then you have to do a box jump on it. Jump off the other side, then flip it back over the other way. No, you don't. You don't have to do it. You choose to do it. Let's go to PJ. PJ? Yeah. And it's it's an endorphin release. It's it's keeping my my mind focused, my energy focused, my relationships on track. It it cycles into so many different aspects of your life. And like I said earlier, it becomes a lifestyle. And it's just the way I choose to live my life, you know. Mm. You surround yourself by people that are super motivated want to get to that next goal it's contagious it grabs a hold of you and next thing you know you're reaching for further goals i, I work out at extreme couture and that's where i do a lot of my alpha training. whoa 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 are you in vegas am i what are you in vegas or where are you yeah i'm in vegas yep henderson just south of vegas do you know that randy and i are actually very close friends Oh, is that right? No, I didn't know that I that's weird know. we're going to be together not this weekend but the following weekend in kansas city Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. So how big is your team, uh, Mike? I mean, how big of a support crew do you have uh, endeavoring uh, to get you to the to the goal line? We have nine guys. Wow. Every single person is designated their job or responsibility. My sister flies out. She's a, a triathlete. She flies out from Virginia. She's in charge of my nutrition, food, preparing the right food for me, carbs everything um i have a head mechanic i have a logistics guy i have two drivers and then a couple of people are just kind of filling the boys in between so it, it i can't do it by myself as well as you know tony i mean baja it's, it's an unforgiving place yeah. it's a challenge for everybody either you know pro level no matter how much money you throw at it or you're just the first time out there it's a challenge for everybody across the board so it's just not an easy easy task Get to that finish line. The Viking Mike Skirk has joined us. We'll go back to Tony Wink. Tony? Do you work, Mike? Do you have a job other than this? Uh, <laughs> a lot of people ask me that because I'm always in the gym or I'm always riding my dirt bike somewhere traveling, you know. But uh, I do. I, uh, I'm i a government contractor based out of Virginia. That's my, uh, my company's based out of. So uh, I fly back there, take care of any kind of logistics or big projects. That Private security. And when it's done, and then I call us back to Vegas. Yeah, we're yes. gonna need this. Like we need you to take this guy out. He's uh, he's threatening <laughs> a few people. That's no, where the name like the Viking I'm, comes I'm from. Glorified janitor. That's it, man. Uh huh. <laughs> Keep telling. You know who we were with last night? We were with uh, the, the Secretary of State last night, <laughs> and um, he does not uh, push himself away from the table until all the food is gone. By the way, uh, but the Secret <laughs> Service guys that were hovering, they were hovering. Didn't eat a whole lot. They were apparently on duty, but we right. gave them a care a, a, a care package to take on the uh, on the jet with them. That's pretty cool. Um, so talk about Vegas. I mean, do you go up in the what I call the mountainous terrain around the casinos and whatnot, and um, work out up there as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it's about eleven thousand two hundred feet. I do hikes up there uh, about two three times a month. But where I particularly like to go is a hole in the earth. It's south of Vegas. It's the uh, it's closer towards Baker's, 
quite hot out there. There's not much of a breeze. It's extremely low, extremely unforgiving, and uh, there's not nobody else around. I'm out there by myself. That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I like to do. Just go out there and do my thing. I think that's where Mr. Binion is buried. Tony, you want to go? I'll I'll, t- I'll take you out there. We'll work out a few t- a few days at at Extreme Couture, and uh, we'll we'll hotel it at the Mandalay. We'll have a great time. Sure, but we're hey, going to bust our butt. You are. Yeah, let's do it. Mikey will put us through our pace. Do I have to be in a chokehold or anything if I go to that gym? Because I'm a little intimidated, to be honest with you. No, I mean, there's there's a, there's a separate area, the octagon, everybody's training their MMA thing, and then there's a separate side. There's a wrestling where room. all of us athletes are doing yeah. our alpha training or tire jumps. I just don't want to be punched or ropes. choked or no, 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 twisted no. or touched at all yeah. for the <laughs> most part. I don't want to be touched yeah. at all. I told you, you're going to love being married. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like being married. I don't want to be touched at all. Get away from me. Uh, Mike Skirkus is our guest. I'm sure he regrets that. Um, your uh, your racing is very expensive. Do you uh, can you give us an idea what the, I know what our team spent to do the the five rider team and it was crazy money. But you yeah. race the whole series, right? You do the 250, yeah. the 500, and the thousand. What's that cost yeah, all, annually? Um, all of them. You know what? At some point. I kind of looking <laughs> at what we're spending. Yeah. Kind of focus on the fact that okay, this is life. We have one lap around the track to do what we really want to do, enjoy it, and you know, you might as well spend it on your friends and doing what you love. And uh, and, and at the end of it all, you're going to have very little or no no regret. And that's kind of way I like to like to look at it. Not Maybe really a trophy or two. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it don't pay a whole lot to win, does it? No, no, I was surprised, but uh, you know, for uh, getting second place in the the fiftieth anniversary of the one thousand, I got quite a large check. And I, I, when I opened it, I was like, "Wow, that's because I won the world championship in twenty sixteen, and then uh, we just did the the Baja one thousand fiftieth because we had other issues going on that year." But uh, I got quite a large check, and I was really surprised when I got it. And I was like, "Wow, okay, a little couple double, double digit check for riding a moto for one race coming in second, not too bad." So, Good, yeah. You do Dakar? I, I thought I saw you. You did Dakar. I did the uh, ASO event, which is uh, the Merzuga Rally in oh, uh, wow. Morocco. I did that, and then I did another one in Morocco, which is Touareg Rally, back in I think fourteen. Super fun events. Uh, I have a rally bike on a team over in London called Desert, Desert Rose Racing. So uh, I'm going to go back on the other side probably in August to another event over there, just for the fun of it and have a good time in between. Racing how old, how old a guy are you? This year. What's that? How old a guy are you? 41. Oh, that's so my you, age. You, <laughs> You're in better shape than me. But Leo. I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your, your team that you, you put together, how did, are they friends? I mean, I know your sister's involved. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I read somewhere that you're a factory Husky racer or Husky support. Is that right? But you've been on KTMs? Yeah, yeah we got two 2019 Husky. Uh, this year on the, the race support program, and uh, we stripped them down to the frame, the motor, and the swing arm. And that's all we kept on the bike. And uh, I got a professional mechanic, uh, Iris Mike, was, uh, all the wrenching, all the building. And um, the, the leader of the team, manager, Stephen Boyce, has been a longtime friend. So uh, everybody's got heart in the game. Yeah. Uh, nobody's there just for a free ride or to party or drink tequila. Everybody's there to put the work in. and and get get them uh, get us to the finish line at the podium. Very cool. So, what's up yeah. next for you? Are you doing the two hundred and fifty that's coming up in uh, the end of March? 
Yep, we're doing suspension testing next week. Um, the bikes are getting finished up now at the new race shop in Henderson. And, uh, yeah, we'll be heading down and do some free running in about two weeks. Cool. And, um, yeah, we're really good. We're doing the whole series this year, and then we're going to get in the Vegas to Reno, uh, hopefully get first place in that again this year. Yeah, the San Felipe is really rough. It's known for the whoops and the rocks that come out of nowhere. Um, you have training some some place where you can go ride and find lots of whoops. I do, I do. I got a couple places right out here in Gene where PJ uh, Baldwin does his suspension testing for his trophy truck, and it's exactly like San Felipe. So I just go back and forth on that <laughs> for hours on end and beat the, cool. uh, beat the hell out of myself. And yeah, know than that, I have you know three hundred miles there coming up in uh, April. <laughs> How do you finish overall when you do something like the 250? Do you, are you right up there? I mean, it, I know that's a sprint for guys. They'll do two, three, four rider teams. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, depending on which rate, you know, um, how the course is set up, I'm usually probably two or three hours off the, the top pro teams with, with, like I said, you know, the three to four riders. So I'm up there, but you know, I'm still good and probably two hours behind them. I never get caught by the trophy truck, so I'm doing something right. <laughs> so you get to, you do get caught on the on the thousand, I'm sure. And on the thousand, and yes. we're almost out of time. But I want you to describe quickly, as you, if you can, what it's like to be to, to have a, a thousand horsepower trophy truck up your rear end because <laughs> that's exciting. I'm telling you that when that first happened to me, it's scary. I didn't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I've been in a lot of scary situations in my life, but I, that by far has to be the scariest. When I'm going. <laughs> you know, 80 to 100 in some some sections, and you feel this pounding sensation, a yes. ground pounding, and then you hear the motor, and you kind of barely move over, and this thing goes by you, sides are rumbling, and it's shooting softball-sized boulders past your helmet. Yep. That's when you're like, oh, boy. Jeez, uh, sounds like fun to me. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah, where, where do we <laughs> sign up? That so the, is awesome. Yeah. The first year I, I had this, I did the 1,000, and I heard this. I didn't go, I was... A late addition. They, I flew out, barely pre-ran anything. By the time the guy, the bike got to me, it was junk, and they yeah. had this Stella. I didn't watch the video, didn't oh, know it, and all I heard was this beep, 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 and I'm like, yeah. "What's that?" And I remember him saying, "Move out of the way, but don't ah. pull over." And that was, yeah. it felt like a, an F16 going past me. Mikey, we're gonna yeah. come out and see you in Vegas. How about that? Yeah, let's go, man. You guys, uh, stay at my place. I got plenty of room. So, uh, Why don't you join us in KC, dude? It's going to be the border brawl or border war, if you will, between Missouri and everybody else. What's that? That's uh, coming up. Yeah, it's wrestling. And then I think we have a couple of MMA bouts as well, but that's coming up in two weekends. How about that? Yeah, you guys don't hook me up. We'll all uh, go out to dinner and hang out. Done. When y'all are. Done. I cautioned him on inviting me out because, you know, I'm going to show up. You dang skippy. <laughs> Vegas is wonderful. Good riding out there. Mikey, thank you very much. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. All right, I want to thank Sean Vice, Mike Alessi, and Mike the Viking Skirk is coming up. Hour number two, a very special interview surprise along with Tyler O'Hara, Dean Wilson, and each and every one of you. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Shout out to our producers. They do a yeoman's job. They are here before we get here. They are here after we leave. They roll out the uh, sleeping blankets and uh, get comfortable. But that's the kind of crew we have with uh, Pit Pass Moto. Scott Casper with you. Uh, Tony Wink, PJ Duran, uh, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our contributors, Jack and Leanne, as we guessed uh, or expressed to you how important they are to our broadcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast system. Um, take a look at evergreenpodcast.com. You'll find other great lifestyle programming opportunities for you, and I think you'll not only be entertained, but you'll be educated in some instances as well. Missed hour number one. Go back, grab it. Uh, easy enough to do either on our website or our app, and you can find that at the Google Play Store or, of course, the iTunes Store as well. Sean Bice, Mike Alessi, and Mike the Viking Skirkus from Las Vegas, Nevada uh, joined us in hour number one. Tony, you want to go ahead and talk about hour number two? Who some of the great guests are we have? Yeah, we're going to have Dean Wilson. I just got a text from him. He said, can we keep it short? I'm still at dinner. <laughs> but he's on East Coast time, so it's time to go he to should bed. Be he, done, should be yeah. in din- he should be in bed, not in dinner. Getting hosed down. Yeah. What? Hose down. If you eat like I eat, you're going to get hosed down. A lot of uh, barbecue sauce and whatnot. Okay, yeah. All sure. right. That's, all right. Uh, so Wilson's going <laughs> to... I didn't know what you meant, dude. It's okay. Uh, We've only been friends for 30 years. Yeah, Figure it out. Yeah. And then uh, Tyler O'Hara, who we've had on, I think... A zillion times? No, it's, I have it down here. It's 52 times. Tyler. 52 times. Yeah. It's been a few times. And 
He's going to go racing the 200, so it's a big deal. This portion uh, of our show brought to you in part by our friends at Wiseco Performance Products. Tony, a full line of Forge, you name it, they got it because they make it. Dang good folks. Visit Wiseco.com to find a dealer near you. The best forgers in North America, the biggest forging facility, or at least one of them, and the largest piston manufacturer in North America, and they make so much more clutch baskets, uh, hubs, hubs, um, valves, tons of stuff and you know also who, you know who they caught the eye of secret service the tiger. apparently they're that good at forging stuff the secret service says hey wait a second Ooh, i see what you're doing mm-hmm. a little play on words play on words forging <laughs> uh you know i think i'm gonna cut the promo there let's, that's i can't i can't talk let's that. go to tyler tyler how are you <laughs> hey guys i wasn't sure if i were talking about we have no idea where we're going with it but we don't know we have arrived my friend how have you been Doing great. I'm doing well. Very, very good. Getting Con- excited. We're uh, going racing. Yeah, congrats on the ride for the 200 aboard the, it's Floyd's of Leadville, Kawasaki, correct? Yes, sir. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's a, uh, we got a brand new 2019 KMB Motorsports Kawasaki Ninja 636, uh, sponsored by Floyd's of Leadville CBD. And uh, we got to put together a program to go race the Daytona 200. My uh, crew chief's going to be Gary Medley. Uh, he's uh, won it four times with Scott Russell, and, and uh, he knows how to win at Daytona, and I've surrounded myself with a uh, great crew and good people, and the Kawasaki Ninja is, is super fast, so we're going to have a, a good bike and, and good crew, and I'm really excited. I feel more, I feel very prepared and um, have no pressure, and I'm looking forward to going to have fun and trying to win the thing. And I want to say... Tyler, first of all, congratulations. How do you get hooked up with uh, with this team? Uh, you know, uh, Floyd Landis, first of all, pro cyclist, incredible cyclist. Leadville, Leadville, Colorado, highest city in North America. Lots of uh, hardcore athletes up at that altitude in that town. Having been there, uh, CBD is playing a bigger and bigger part of everything in Colorado. So how did you get hooked up with these guys? It's awesome. Yeah, so uh, my day job is what turned into a day job. Uh, Olympus Valley Estate, um, we hold and host events on our property in a barn, and we've been fortunate enough to host the uh, Levi Leifheimer Grand Fondo Festa dinner the last three years. And, you know, Floyd Landis and Brian Lopes and Barry Bonds and all these, you know, high-profile uh, athletes come to the event, and it's a fundraiser charity for at-risk youth and um, try to get them on bicycles and um, so I've got to meet him and kind of hang out with him the last couple of years and, and um, <laughs> had a couple of adult beverages in me and I kind of threw it out there that uh, I really wanted to go race Daytona and I thought it'd be a good idea and a great opportunity to uh, you know market it to extreme athletes and, and that demographic and you know and he was all about it. He's really excited. He's a great guy. He's really humble, and um, the products are are awesome. And and um, you know, I'm uh, really excited to bring them on board and go racing. So let's talk about uh, the products, if you don't mind, Tyler. Uh, CBD. As uh, for our listeners who don't know, it is the uh, non. Uh, non-get-you-high component of uh, the very natural uh, marijuana plant. 
Uh, it's not the THC. It's the other component of uh, great of the naturally grown marijuana. It has huge benefits that are continuing to be expanded on by uh, medical professionals uh, all over the world uh, daily. It seems we're finding out more things. Uh, are the additives that uh, and or supplements that this gentleman is uh, uh, producing, selling, are they legal in race series that uh, clearly you're competing in currently? Uh, I mean, yeah, is there info it's, on that? It's a legal CBD product. Um, it's all organic and natural. It's the hemp, so it's not the actual THC. It's non-hallucinogenic, so you don't get high. Um, it's not addictive, so you don't get, you know, you you take it when you need it, and um, it's uh, you know they got tinctures, soft gels, creams, balms, uh, hydration fuel, protein shakes. They got every step of the way for your. And it's basically marketed to towards athletes for recovery, um, relax and recover. And um, it's water approved, so the World Anti-Doping Agency approves of it, so athletes can take it legally. Um, the only thing that I've kind of run into right now is with the current TV packages um, with um, the Road Racing National Championship in America is that uh, they say it's fine in the paddock. They're not sure if it's okay with the TV package. So I'm going to race Daytona. Um, it'll be broadcast live on fanschoice.com on the 16th at uh, 1 p.m. East Coast time. And um, hopefully we get a lot of viewership on that. And then... Um, so that's basically what we have scheduled for this year to go race the Daytona 200, and then everything else is kind of up in the air. I got uh, Stateline Supermoto, and then I got some coaching stuff, and then I'll be attending uh, the Tour to California and uh, Levi Lifeheimer, uh, Grand Fondo, and then also uh, do some stuff with Peter Sagan as the VIP uh, guest at some of his races. So just more of a brand ambassador for Floyd Leadville, and then. Um, as far as the CBD stuff and pro racing, I think it's just a, um, maybe just some uneducated um, information that people are kind of, um, you know, not understanding of what it actually is and what the benefits are. Let me ask you a question about that. Are you using the lotion at all on joints? Absolutely. Okay, and, and, and yes. the benefit there, of course, let's say you have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, it can offer relief like nobody's business. Yeah, absolutely. And it does, it's not like, you know, opioids or, right. you know, where you just get numbed and you're basically, you know, just, you know, you, you, takes the edge off. Um, you know, for me, I, I personally, I broke my pelvis, uh, three or four years ago, Thunder Hill at a track day. And, and basically, you know, went from morphine at the hospital to uh, CBD products, creams, and lots of ice. And, um, you know, I didn't want to go down the opioid route boy. and get addicted and, and just uh, I love go down that. Well, yeah, Tony, uh, Tony takes them by the fistful. No, uh. I, I don't. But I but I hurt, hurt my ankle. And I've been hurt a bunch too, Tyler, and over the years. And, and my my ankle basically ripped. PJ, you were standing right there when I did it. Didn't even go Witnessed down. It. Nope. Just got it caught in a rut. I just rode back to my camper and I said, well, I'm done. My leg was 90 degrees sticking out. And I, it, they had to put it back on. And I'm telling you what, I, of all the injuries and I've had my spleen pain. cut and, and all kinds of stuff. This was the worst pain I've ever had. And I was eating those things like M&Ms and one day it just hit me. I'm addicted to these things, and I quit right then and there. That's it. Didn't touch another one, and 
I mean, I had the sweats. I felt like I had the flu for weeks, and it was it was really awful to get Coming off down that stuff. Is no fun, man. It was tough, and and uh, you know, it's really timely that we have you on and talk about CBD because it's been a big deal in Supercross, as you know, I'm sure. Uh, Dean Wilson can't run his Ignite as a sponsor. Uh, Chad Reed also he, he's he was sponsored and he can't run it. So the AMA issued a statement on CBD oil sponsorship. So I mean it's a, it's been a uh, a a big uh, deal and and it's 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 gonna it's about to get even bigger when the federal government finally does realize and make a release about it. Um, then you'll start seeing the networks release or relieve, if you will, uh, the restrictions. And, uh, and and we'll also see states across the country start benefiting from taxation. And we'll also see products uh, have to hit certain uh, standards of manufacture. So we will, as a customer base, uh, be better taken care of. We'll have some relative knowledge and assurances that the product is, 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 is good. It's tight. But I'll tell you what, it's it's been long in coming. It's been long in coming. There's so many folks that have lived on the edge that have known it all this time. But now we're starting to see professional athletes get tremendous benefit. And uh, not just pro athletes, but little old ladies that live in Mason City, Iowa. Lucille, for example. Lou. Uh, is, you know, she should have been my mother-in-law. She rubs that stuff on her hands every single day. And you can't buy it in well, – no, you can now. You can buy it in Iowa. It is illegal for, for medical grade. But uh, in Oregon, Colorado, California, and so many other states are going, you know what? Finally, we can do what's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. end of story. The, the thing with Floyd's Leadville, too, is it's third-party tested, so it's um, it's accurate and it's consistent, so you know what you're going to get. And I'm third-party tested as well. I'm on my second wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've really – it seems that uh, you know, the legitimacy is is there in the industry, and it, it's – I, I think I have to think it's a good marketing idea to get it in front of professional athletes, motorcycle racers, as much as any any group of athletes suffer uh, from chronic pain, chronic injuries, just from the very act of racing, you're going to get hurt. There's a so, brand new form of opioid coming out, uh, and it's a recognized name of which I refuse to say it, but it is 100 times stronger than which they already manufacture and their deal in some of the memos we've seen that have been publicized is to get these into the hands of the general public so the addiction and 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 they can count on this product and it's wrong it's wrong from the get-go and uh, we've got to hold pharmaceutical companies responsible bottom line we've got to because this is what's destroying the the fabric of the american culture End of story. I don't mean to get up on my soapbox. No, let's go back to PJ. Absolutely, yeah. So Tyler, uh, beyond the two hundred, you said you don't have a lot of, uh, or at least not yet, uh, what would look like a full season of road racing. Well, I basically I put this program together to go try to win Daytona. I've surrounded myself with the best people in the paddock. I've been training since November fifth. I've been on the program on a on a meal program. I've been, you know, just really training for this like it's my last race you skinny and, and my, i'm skinny, <laughs> I'm skinny. <laughs> and, and basically you know the the cbd floyd level has helped me you know basically come from my dad body just to back into my training and every day the grueling getting up and running and running and running and it hurts 
and being able to relax and recover and use the CBD products to get me out there the next day has really been beneficial. That's cool. Um, and, uh, so I got Daytona. I'm looking at it doing two years. Um, basically this year, if, if, um, if we don't win it, I'll come back and do it again next year in March. Um, my goal is to win it this year. I know it's got, got some tough competition, but you know what? I'm excited. I know how prepared I am. I know what equipment I have and I know who's in my corner and, um, I'm excited for the challenge. So with Gary Medley as the crew chief, um, with you and, and having a guy that caliber make a difference in, in, in the rest of your crew. I mean, it, you, you go in that thing and all the bases are pretty much covered, I, I would say. I mean, every step of the way when I bought the bike, we went up to M-Tech Motorcycles in Oregon. And we had our build sheet. We knew exactly what we were going to do, our tolerances, cam timing, what fuel, pipe, everything we had, you know, everything we needed to do to make it, you know, a race-winning bike. And um, that's something that, you know, the last couple of years I've kind of looked into renting a ride to go race Daytona because it's the one I really want to go win. And, and um, you know, the teams and stuff that you, you know, possibly rent from, one the one team that you do want to rent from is, you know, it's about 20 grand for the weekend and then and then plus splitting the purse and then crash damage and tires. So it's like, well, screw that. I'm just going to go build my bike and know what I have and get all the right people mm-hmm. and then try to go win the thing myself and have an asset and be able to sell the bike when i'm done yeah and a championship bike or or, a daytona 200 winning bike probably (laughs) would bring would fetch a few dollars to help fund you know to get to pay you back for that program what are your initial thoughts of that that zx6r after your test at uh sonoma you think it'll suit the the high speed daytona raceway oh man it's like a full cheater bike it's uh extremely legal um it is fast it's really torquey and it's really fun to ride around sonoma just um it it has so much grunt and acceleration off the corner compared to any other 600 i've ever rode and um and it revs it revs it's got that kawasaki where it just keeps pulling all the way to the top and and uh i just came off the track with a big grin on my face because i know how fast (laughs) it is and, and uh i know what i'm going up against so it'll be it'll be fun you have definitely got. Um, it sounds like the right bike for the event. Uh, we're we're all stoked for you, Tyler. That you're going to be back out there. Are you going to be doing Pikes Peak again? Any thoughts on doing that? No, well, that was kind of a one and done for me. Um, last year was really fun, fun event, and I got to talk to you guys about that last year. Um, it sounds like this year will be the last year that they can run bikes up there. So That's what I heard and hear rumors. Um, so for me, it was just kind of a one and done. Um, I am going to ride the same bike. I rode a bike speak at state line supermoto here in April, um, for the Anthony Hart Memorial race. <clears throat> and, uh, and then, uh, I got some, uh, some more coaching one-on-one coaching stuff going on. I got, uh, one of my students, his name is Gabe Tuff. He's a retired WWE, um, superstar Tyler Rex. Is the state yeah. Name. So I've been working with, working with him quite a bit and that's been really good because he really, um, applies himself and, and wants to learn, so that's really fun. Um, I also earned my United States Motorcycle Coaching Association certificate, which has um, helped with my one-on-one coaching, and and I've uh, got my CPR certification, first aid, concussion protocol, uh, cardiac arrest, and some other stuff that just kind of legitimizes a background check, um, legitimizes my, my coaching, and, and um, uh, made me a better person and coach. 
Pretty cool. Living the life. Living the life. Yep. It's awesome. We've been having you on the show. How many years have it been, Tyler? Oh, eight. Ten years. Wow. Coming up on 11. So you're going to get around to any of the uh, events this summer? Uh, I mean, Moto America, even if you're not racing, it seems like, uh, you know, we... You'd be you'd be a welcome sight at any racetrack around the country. Yeah, so Laguna Seca, Sonoma, um, more so Sonoma. I always try to make it to Sonoma. Um, you know, I have an event that same weekend. I'll be working um, at Olympia Valley. So as far as racing it, um, that might be out of the question. But uh, I do have a Ninja 400 that I'm kind of uh, looking at putting a kid on. I haven't found a kid, and I haven't really... Uh, um, figured out what I want to do with that, but I have two Ninja 400s I use for uh, coaching on the go-kart track, one-on-one rider coaching on the go-kart track, do a rental coaching program. and, and um, So that's something I might try to put together and put a kid out there and go have some fun and, and watch him. But other than that, um, we'll see with the CBD stuff, with the Moto America and the TV package, because if it's, if we if they allow it, it would be a big opportunity to go out there and showcase it to Fox Sports Network and NBC Sports and all that stuff in front of everybody. That's pretty cool, though. Pretty, pretty cool. Tyler, up against yeah. the clock, sponsor roll. Who you got? Floyd Leverell, CBD. I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be racing the Daytona 200 without their support this year. Floyd Landis, uh, KMB Motorsports, Kawasaki USA, RS Taichi, Moto Liberty, CD Boots, 60 Helmets, Motul, and Olympia's Valley State. Good job out of you, buddy. Do me a favor. Hang on the line, will you, please? Don't don't hang up. But we do have to go to commercial break. You're listening to Pit Pass Most Motor Racing Weekly. Our uh, very special guest making his uh, triumphant return to the program, Tyler O'Hare. And uh, it's always a good chance for us to get to talk to Tyler. And uh, coming up next, Dean Wilson waiting in the uh, wings, as it were. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly on the Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly Network. Stay tuned back after this. I'm Jessica Patterson, women's motocross champ, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. (laughs) 
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. Can't thank Tyler O'Hare enough. A great interview there, by the way. If you missed it, go back and grab it. I think you can learn something from it. God knows I did. Coming up next on the program, it is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Dean Wilson makes his triumphant return to the program, and uh, he joins us now. Dina, how are you? Doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Are you uh, at dinner? I, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, that you were at dinner enjoying a uh, night out. Yeah, we're we're uh, at my friend's birthday dinner, so uh, yeah, we. Unfortunately, the wait was really, really, really long, so that's why we're still here. But uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Someplace fancy like Applebee's or. Yeah, Chili's two for twenty. <laughs> 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 no, just uh, our uh, um, spot in Orlando. We go to. On Tuesdays, and um, yeah, it's my friend's birthday, but somehow the 
the wait was crazy. I'll tell your friend happy birthday, and sorry we, we dragged you out of there for a little bit. We won't uh, be no long. Problem. Dean, we uh, no I want to congratulate you on your success in uh, Supercross. You know, we we followed the story, you uh, privateering it, and then, you know, getting the call when uh, Jason Anderson got hurt to represent the Rockstar Factory team, the Husky team. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of crazy because I, uh, you know, I, I was committed to doing my own thing at, you know, the beginning of the season, and Rockstar were a really big help, and, uh, you know, they they really had my back, and they wanted me on a Husqvarna, so, yeah, I decided to, uh, you know, do the season on my um, Husqvarna, and then Husky actually helped out really well, and uh, so... Yeah, I mean, Zach Osborne got injured at the beginning of the season, and yeah, it was um, that was a bummer. But I already had committed to a lot of really good sponsors that I got, like Ignite, CBD, and um, our, the ATL Artificial Grass Liquidators. And O'Neill came on board, and Alpine Stars, and uh, 100%. I had some really, really good sponsors, and um, obviously Rockstar was the biggest one. And so yeah, it was kind of crazy. So I. I kind of declined the first offer that they gave me because I didn't want to just leave the guys that had me my back, you know, from the uh, beginning. So I kept racing. I was putting good results, and then Jason got hurt, and yeah, I fell that spot. So yeah, and obviously so, yeah. you you don't want anybody to get hurt, but that's how opportunities happen. For I mean, you you've seen it, uh, you know, with Barsha's career, he was. You know, pretty much. You know, it was it was a question mark if he was even going to go racing, and and uh, you know, and it's it's worked out for him obviously, and and now this situation for you. Um, and there's a there's a balance there though for a guy like you where you say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't have a factory ride, so I'm gonna do my own thing, and then you have all these sponsors that step up. How do you balance that though when you say, hey, I am gonna go ahead and take this ride on the factory Husky team? How do you, do you lose those sponsors, or do you do they not have to pay, or or can you bring them along? How does that work, Dean? Well, to be honest, I had a I had a feeling that the opportunity was going to arise, you know. So I told them from the very beginning before I signed my deal with them, like, listen, there's a good chance I'm going to be back on a factory team. I'm allowed to bring two or three personal sponsors. So yeah, I mean that's they they knew already. So when I got the call, it wasn't a big surprise. So. Um, you know, those were the big sponsors, but a lot of um, other sponsors were, you know, that really helped put my program together. Um, you know, were it, it was hard to leave those guys because, you know, um, they were a really big help to put my bike together and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you can't let these opportunities slip. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been in, I was a privateer a couple years ago and got on the team I'm on now and rode for them for two years. And, Unfortunately, I was actually there was a chance that I was going to be on the team again this year, and then they didn't take a third rider, and I kind of wish they did. But you know what? I've learned a lot from this, and uh, you know the Rockstar Husky team's a great team. It's a lot like uh, family to me. So we, we, you know, when I got back on the team, it was honestly like I didn't even leave. So I'm just happy where I'm at, and I'm enjoying myself. I'm working hard, and yeah, just keep working to be on that ball. You know, it's a cruel sport, and you're you're in this regard that you can have all the success in the world. You can be on 
the pro circuit team. I mean, you can you can have all the puzzle pieces go out and even win championships. And then by the time you get to the 450 class, there may not be a place for you to, to, to race. And no, the 450. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So my, my point was is, is you've got it, – it's you go to – and I'm, I'm leading up to this. So you go out and you create a, a, a team and, and you get a sponsor like Ignite CBD. And, and we just had Tyler O'Hara on. We just hung up with him, who's a, a professional a road racer. He's racing the Daytona 200, who has a CBD oil sponsor. And um, they haven't decided whether or not they're going to let him promote his sponsor. And, and that was big news for you when you brought Ignite. Big news with Chad Reed and some of the other guys that have, that have been. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's, I mean, we just got done spending 20 minutes with Tyler talking about it, but what is your thought on on uh, a guy that goes and, and creates his own program, and then they tell you, "Nah, you can't, you can't advertise that one." Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because they're coming into the sport and they're bringing money into the sport, and I think I I really honestly like I'm not a cannabis person or anything really like that. Like I never have been. Obviously. I get water tested, it's not my cup of tea, but CBD is a completely different thing. And CBD really is a big benefit and, and help when it comes to your anxiety or your inflammation after training or stuff like that. And it's not a drug. And it's, it's going to eventually be okay. But it's just because I felt like I was kind of the really first one on the Supercross scene to bring it on. And maybe in a, in a you know, in a, big way and the fact that when they blocked it almost backfired because it got more publicity and unfortunately for those guys <laughs> Dan Blazarian who is a very very big public figure um, has such a big following and he wasn't happy about that and he let NBC know which caused way more waves <laughs> and it was, it was actually a bit interesting but to be dead honest CBD is I think a really great thing um, it helped it helps me with anxiety, which I struggle with sometimes, and um, it's, it's, it's harmless. So I think they really need to chill on the CBD side of things, but I think it will get there. It's just a little bit of a gray area because a lot of people don't know a whole lot about it yet. It abs- You're absolutely uh, exactly on the money there, Dean. Uh, it's clearly coming in professional sports. We are dedicated to motorcycle racing. Uh, all forms, and it's making its mark in both Supercross and road race. It's coming. We're gonna we're gonna see it in other professional sports. Bicycle racing is already, I think, ahead of motorcycling. We don't talk about it as much, but it, I think it's right. already in that sport. Preferably, in, we don't talk about it's, bicycling. It's in <laughs> uh, it's in a lot of professional sports, and is only going to get bigger. Uh, clearly, the race organiza- organizers and promoters need to, you know, not look a gift horse in the mouth. This is a this is a, an industry that can benefit the racers. Well, here's the, the, I think One, the issue is, though, yeah. PJ, is that it's not legal or what it's derived from is not legal or maybe some of these companies also sell marijuana that, to get you high in, dirt, right. in particular states, and that's why they have the issue with it. I don't think it's a moral thing that they have. I think it's a, it's a standpoint of whether they can legally do it, and I don't know if they still know. But, um, you know, and if you want to talk about morals, are energy drinks good? Are some okay and some not? I don't know, but where would this sport be without Rockstar Monster? Red Bull. Red right. Bull. Yeah, you know where would I mean? it be? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to make a living, you know? So when this opportunity comes, like, I'm trying to, 
make a living and and you know TV. I think it's something that I really support. And um, yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's going to come around, but it's just going to maybe take a year or two. But I think like it's cool when I look back, maybe when my career is done or something, and CBD is going to be huge. I'll be like, hey, I kind of broke the mold in Supercross. I was kind of the first one with. For sure, yeah, I think and. Uh um, I, I think I congratulate you on on bringing in a new sponsor and, and, and a new category even of sponsors. So I mean we've seen uh, already we've seen other 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 guys bringing on sponsors. So uh, right now, you, what are you sitting six in the points? Yeah, I just I've been in best the whole season and I just lost six. I'm only a couple points back, but yeah, no, everything's going good. I'm in a good main space and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, you know, obviously working hard, but. I feel good. I'm riding really good. All my qualifying times are literally like a tenth off of being the fastest. So I'm right there. I just need to get that start in the main event and I'll be good. But, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just happy where I'm at because I came from two full ACL reconstructions on both knees. Literally couldn't walk during the summer and worked really hard during the summer to get back on my two feet and came into Anaheim and I thought I was going to win it at one point, but I think I thought about that too much while I was leading it. <laughs> the, uh, it got to me and ended up fourth. But I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I've been a privateer, but what it seems like to see is someone that doesn't give up. And, you know, I still believe that I can be one of the top, you know, one of the top guys in, in the sport. And, you know, I work hard to be there. So I think, you know, I've seen that. And obviously the writers got injured, but, you know, I'm just, I'm putting my everything I can into it, and that's all you can do at the end of the day, you know. For sure, and uh, you know, there's a lot of if there. I I think your fan base has grown this year a bunch, and it and I think it has. There's a story there, you know. You're 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 you're. you're I wouldn't say struggling, but you're building something. Everybody wants to root for an underdog, and then when you come out and you and you nearly win races. That's a story, and that's, you know, that's it's pretty awesome. Uh, this weekend is yeah. Daytona. Mm-hmm. You um, Are you looking forward to it? It's it's kind of a pseudo home yeah. race for you since you're living down there, right? Right. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I mean, it's kind of – I mean, it's, it's a bit of a hybrid track. Obviously, it's a kind of outdoorsy, and I always ride really well at Daytona, so I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, just uh, – we you know, during the week, we have, like, Daytona – kind of like a Daytona track we ride so it's pretty fun I obviously love the outdoors and I love Supercross so it's like the best combo of both and it's definitely uh I would say a man's track so hopefully the uh you know is a, is a man this weekend <laughs> well an old man won it last year so um our buddy yeah. Justin Brighton so uh Hey, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Daytona, I'm going to fly out and watch it. It's it's always fun to watch Daytona. I I think are they calling for rain or is it looking okay? I hope not. Um, I, I didn't get to write today because of the rain. And Florida is so hit or miss with the rain, so mm-hmm. hopefully it holds off. But uh, I mean, whatever conditions we have, we'll just have to go with it. So, but no, Daytona is always just such a cool race because it's bike week and it's obviously at the NASCAR track and or Daytona Speedway, so it's just a super cool event, and yeah, I just, I just uh, really enjoy this race. All right, Dean, we'll let you get and back to dinner. To my, and I get to sleep in my own bed, so <laughs> cool. Right. Well, congratulations on your success, and we'll let you get back to dinner, okay? 
All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the call. Who do you want to thank? Anybody before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of people I want to thank. I want to thank uh, probably my, my family, my girlfriend. Uh, they were the ones that really stuck behind me at the beginning of the season. that brought me to this point. So those are a big help to me. Um, obviously, the Rockstar Husky team and Ignite, EGL, O'Neill, um, Alpine Stars, 100%. The list goes on, but, you know, my family and my girlfriend are really the backbone. And uh, when I had nothing during the offseason, they were there. So those are the main people for sure. And Sam, and, and uh, Big Sam, who no one really knows, but Big Sam is a huge help. All right, Wilson, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, thanks. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Pit Pass. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take Take their fun off-road more than on? There's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink can ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jakeosaurus, number 59. Well, we spent most of the second hour talking about CBD oils, which is not it what is, we set it out is, to do. It, it is just, it's it's interesting that they have brought so much sponsorship money to every form of two-wheel racing and so quickly. 
You know, there's with an influx of money in in the motorcycling industry, I would think the the powers to be would welcome that and figure out a way to capitalize on that. And and the uh, the promoters of the Supercross, and and I won't say the the current ones, which is Feld, but before that, um, I brought a sponsor, had an opportunity to bring a sponsor through to Arena Cross uh, with our team. And uh, immediately they went to work on stealing that sponsor, and eventually did. And uh, they're so I, I, I'm surprised that 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 uh, they're not, you know, Monster Energy slash CBD oil or something. But um, I've never done it, and I don't know. We were talking off air, PJ, about it, and, and how you've. The medicinal benefits, uh, I mean, health benefits of CBD specific, you know, take THC out of it. THC is what uh, the world knows is the hallucinogenic grass, weed, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. That's the, that's THC is the active ingredient in marijuana uh, or hemp that gets your, uh, you know, induces uh, your brain. CBD does entirely different stuff, and it works on your body in, in chemical ways that I am not a PhD and do not understand. But I do know there's a lot of research out there, and there's a lot of pro athletes looking into this, and uh, there's a lot of amateur athletes and mm-hmm. a lot of people with aches and pains that are truly finding benefit from CBD oils without the downside of being stoned. Which actually sounds kind of fun to me, but I'm, you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, we talked about this earlier. Harley Davidson has has taken over or purchased the Stasic brand of the electric motorcycle. Um, my four year old daughter got one for Christmas. Santa brought her one, and it's uh, with covered in princess stickers from Disney that I had. Uh, I mean, that Santa Claus had Rooster Graphics wrap. Nice it's here in Des Moines, but. Um, the bike is super cool it, and it's, uh, and she's into it. Yeah. She's super into it. It's Stasix S-T-A-C-Y-C is, is how you pronounce it. It's basically like a strider that the kid can drag their feet or, and it has little platforms to put it on and it's got a little battery and it's got three different settings. So you can go super slow, which you basically have to drag your feet because you'll fall over. It barely goes fast enough and then medium and then high. So we've not gotten out of super slow, but I am totally fine with that she wears a motocross helmet when she rides and she calls it her motorcycle now the thing i'm uh, and i've i've pushed storm lake honda to get uh to uh you know become a dealer i think the 10 it's like a 10 bike minimum and these things retail for about 750 bucks so it's a real investment and there's not a huge amount of margin in these bikes but uh i think and and i also talked to hicklin about about doing it and the thing that i think is super cool about these things is you could have races at the shop on Saturdays when it's warm with free hot dogs and set up cones and hay bales and pennants or whatever, and it would take, you know, 20 minutes to build the track. And you could have races. Now, they're doing Strider races in the the Des Moines, the Skywalk here in Des Moines, downtown Des Moines on Saturdays. And they do, they've been and doing they're, they're hugely popular. They are very popular. Now, if if I what i should be i should say what i should be doing is buying a handful of these things and taking them down there and just showing up with them and saying check these out and letting the kids that are good at strider racing get on these things and and learn and and get the feel of the throttle and and uh 
what I'm excited about with Harley buying these things, the, the whole direct and I and I'm gonna be honest with you, the whole direction of Harley going electric. What's the bike that they have now that's available? The Live Wire. I mean, they did a concept a couple years ago. It's now out. It is legit motorcycle. You can go buy it. It's expensive, right? Order. It's not inexpensive. I think in the world of electric, I don't unfortunately have the price in front of me. It's it's in line with the other ones. Okay. So I think um, prices are coming down on the full size electric. Prices are coming down and performance is going up every single year. That's like what's a laptop. Happening. Laptops used to yes. cost fifteen hundred bucks. Or a Walkman or pick any electronic device. But yes, every year Do these you still electric have a Walkman? bikes. Uh no. Okay. I'm out. Right. Yeah. Um so the, these uh, the thing I'm excited about it, and I and, I, and, I, and Harley I don't the, the direction they're going with the with the here's the thing that we said this earlier on the show we've said it many times their core audience is dying literally they're getting aging old. out yep. they're aging out and so you know we've seen uh, all the old timers that that have been huge in flat track are the same people that are that are ticked off that there's changes going on in AFT well these guys that are that are riding. I think it's a different brand that, and Harley's is recognizes that, and they're building a different brand, and they're going towards the electric. And I, I suppose that's me being a Wiseco guy, an employee of Wiseco. You know, I'm not, I'm not real stoked on that. And any of us, it's just us showing our age. We're not excited about the change that's clearly in the air, and it may be yet another 10, 15 years or more. Who knows? But it's I coming. You, I can it's tell coming. you this: my four-year-old kid. There's no chance she's going to get on a dirt on a PW50 that's smoking and rattling, and and loud, you know. She she when she went and asked Santa Claus what for she wanted a a motorcycle that was quiet and had princesses on it. Now I realize she's a little girl, but she's hooked, dude. She wants yep. to go ride her motorcycle. And her next one better be just a bigger version of that, is it, what you're saying. <laughs> it's going to need to be a bigger version of. Yeah, that. and eventually I'm going to get her on a, a combustion engine. I hope. But, and if I don't, I guess we'll ride electric bikes, or she will, or she won't ride them. But um, I, I think that Harley recognizes this. I think you the the cool thing is, is you've got these um, these old crawdads, like my age and older, that are going into Harley shop to buy these bikes. Now they can drag their kid, and there's something for the kid to look at. Because the side-by-side market has, has completely ruined the motorcycle industry in regards to kids are not engaged. They're, they're looking at their phones, and they're, they're, not, uh, they're not riding. They don't grow up to be motorcycle riders. So this is definitely a step in the right direction, and I, I embrace it. So um, I hope Harley can do wonders with the brand. Instant distribution. That's the thing. That's that, huge. And I mean, huge. an instant young customers. Instant They're, distribution, whereas Stasic was struggling, and, and and I don't know if they were struggling, but you know now they've got a demand to keep up with and building. I think it's super cool. So yep, and we talked about it recently in that same vein. Tony uh, Ovaley, um, Road Racing World did a nice uh, article about Ovaley. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but a foreign produced small. Um, road racing machine made in numerous capacities, uh, performance levels that they're that's now being imported to the U.S. to to go after the same market. Let's get younger kids on motorcycles, uh, you know, doing what they might want to do. They just didn't have the ability to. Instead of having to custom build some sort of Frankenstein bike, here's a turnkey bike you can go ride on mm-hmm. on a on a go kart track. 
something that might be available in a lot of neighborhoods. It's awesome. Uh, what's going on with road racing? I know we have the Daytona 200 coming up here. And MotoGP this, this weekend beginning in Qatar. Um we talked about it briefly last week. I think uh, as we're waiting for the next World Superbike round to come, the dominant performance of Alvaro Batista on the new V4 Panigale Ducati over the reigning champ Ray, um, they actually had a third race. They called it a Super Pole race. Um, so there was actually three point scoring events at um, Phillip Island for the season opener of World Superbike. And Alvaro Batista, new to the series, just stomped it. Uh, he won all three of them and really put uh, Ray in his place, beat him by upwards of 12 and 15 seconds in the two long races. Uh, I, the season's by no means over. Ray still has to be everyone's favorite as he's been so consistent the past uh, so many years. But the fact that uh, Batista put a brand new motorcycle so dominantly on the top step of the podium, uh, it, it shakes things up a little bit. I really hope he's able to put together an entire season. Um, it's good news. It has to be good news for the Ducati faithful. I am a huge Chaz Davis fan. That would be Alvaro's teammate. Chaz didn't seem to get on so well with the bike as Alvaro did. Uh, he was a little deeper back in the field which only, I think, goes to say the bike isn't necessarily an automatic overdog when a guy like Chaz Davis, who's usually at the front, is back a little ways. Uh, we can't say this bike is that Batista's performance was because the Ducati's so much better. I think there's a whole bunch of Ducati, uh, Alvaro Batista was on his game that day, for sure. Well, um, the, uh, the the series in uh that you just brought up with Qatar uh, MotoGP. MotoGP getting ready to kick off. Yeah, so it's, it starts in Qatar. How long does that series series last? I mean, it starts at night, right? How long does the season last for MotoGP? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the longest of them with the most races. Gosh, it's- we're going until first week of November. I want to say here. I'll have the schedule in front of me in one second. MotoGP. Um, we had test, test, test. Yes, uh, Qatar this weekend, and then the last race of the year, middle of November in Spain. So it's, okay, so these guys make season. These guys make more money than any any motorcycle racers. The top guys certainly do. Even the bottom guys in MotoGP, yeah, they're getting paid a, a, a handsome wage that they are earning. You know, their life's on the line, but literally, look, and, yeah. And they're the, and it's a long, grueling season. It is. They get a little bit of a break in the middle of the year. They call it their summer break, where they get not quite an entire month off, but they get a few weeks off right in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Jeffrey Hurlings is sidelined for the uh, currently for the the uh, MXGP. Hurt his foot. Cairoli is a favorite now for the championship. However, uh, Hurlings. Missed a race last year and still came back and won the title. So uh, that's kind of interesting news in off-road and MXGP uh, motocross overseas. This weekend, we're we're going to Daytona for Supercross, sort of the outdoor race. Yeah, and we were just you were talking about sand tonight, uh, and it was one liney, and hey, we're going to have another sand race. Yeah, but the, the Daytona is different. I mean, it's it's so rough in so so many lines that um, it'll be interesting to see what they have. I'm looking at my. Okay, so I'm looking at my, uh, my, I've got my phone set on the weather. 
looks like it's going to be 76 and partly sunny on Saturday. So, oh, good. A chance of rain on Sunday, though, when I'm racing the GNCC. So, uh, don't they call that the mutter or something? They, they, it's the, well, it's in Palatka. What do they call it? The wild the sw- boar. Oh, the wild boar. I thought you just called it the swamp. <laughs> I it, thought you guys called it the swamp in years past. It is, it sucks. And so, what do I do? I get a bike lined up and, and, uh, ship it down there so I can, I can go down there and torture myself, but yeah, at least it's going to be nice. It's going to be 80 degrees. So what do you think about it? Supercross, I mean, here we are at the halfway point. We just crossed over it, 9 of 17 now in the bag. So we just crossed the halfway point. Okay, uh, I mean, clearly uh, Cooper is doing the business. Um, He's got a bunch of wins. Moose Can and uh, Roxon in 2 and 3. No wins. Neither one of those guys has won, and they're in second and third place in the title hunt right now. It's interesting. Um, Ken Roxon, I I have to tip my hat to him because he, you know, he, I, to have the patience that he has because the man has the speed like nobody else. We saw that. He was a title favorite. He was the guy that was going to win it, and then he had a horrific, horrific accident. And then another one. And his best finish this year has been second, and you saw it. He was he leading almost it won that. up until the last 36 inches of the race. Yeah, he was, was winning his. that thing, yeah. and Cooper came and shut him down. It's got to be. He's got Webb has got to be in Roxon's head. I got to believe he's 13 points ahead of him right now. We're we're past the the halfway point. Um, Webb lives down in Florida and trains. You know they've they've got a, a the Baker factory is a is a very, uh, you know, successful program that, that nobody can deny that he is on the best training program with that KTM has provided. Um, Rocks is sitting in second. Muskin's only uh, four points behind Ken, behind uh, Marvin. Or excuse me, Marvin's only four points behind Ken Rocks. And Marvin has not won a race either, you know. Um, he's. I think his best finish is a second also. So you've got uh, Eli Tomac, though, who's won a couple races, and that's always been Eli's downfall is, is consistency. You, you see him come out, no doubt, when he gets on a charge, he is the man to beat. The he, triple crown, I mean, he just showed it. it. The first two races were walkaways, Tomac just on fire. You just can't stop the guy, and he just passes, 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 and you know he'll be in seventh place in with five laps to go, and all of a sudden he's he's challenging for the win. But we saw Cooper Webb do that this year too. You know when he passed Ken Roxon, you thought, well, he's in, you know, he's way back there. There's and it's late in the race, and then all of a sudden the kid just starts picking him off and doing it, and he and they were clean passes for the most part. Whereas you know, and Tomac can do that too, but man, it when. Tomac is uh, he's down. He's fourth in points, and I'm I'm he's over twenty points down from Cooper Webb. I expected Tomac to be a threat, um, so it's it's interesting to see. I I think my We're prediction, at the halfway point. We got a lot of racing. My prediction is there will be a surprise in Daytona this year, much like last year when we're just going to start calling it Braytona. Braytona. Yeah. Get me to Braytona. All right, that's our show for today. We appreciate you tuning in on our our evergreen podcast production big thanks to sean bice with moto america thanks to mike alessi with moto concepts smart top honda big thanks to the viking mike skirkus baja racer tyler o'hara and dean wilson i'm tony wink for pj doran uh the daily on scott casper ed Camp, chris bishop and tommy boy halverson we appreciate you listening 
And we'll be back next week right here on Pit Pass Radio. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.